1: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Oh no! Is it everywhere? No, sure. Stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing.
1: Whether it's cancelled plans,
2: <laughs> can get in the kitchen and calm down,
1: or the need for a quick, convenient distraction, introducing Goodfellas mini pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas minis embrace the unexpected. Welcome to Blood and Mud podcast. The podcast that looks at the weekend's rugby and wonders if any of them still wear those proper jock straps like they used to wear. Probably not. Did you have she one of them, Mike, wear... in the 80s?
0: True story. Oh, I did used to wear one, yeah, with, with the bum with the bum sort of cut out. Those yeah, ones. Yeah. But um, my my mother, when they first got together my dad, was. Uh, they lived together in Dennis Powers. And he, took the, he had the piss taken out of him when he was captain in 1971 of local rugby barry because my mother had ironed his jockstrap and ironed a creased on the front of the jockstrap
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love that i to have women in, in my rugby league days but anyway enough of this talk of things that cut your gentleman's area uh, i am yeah. lee and joining me as usual is
2: uh good evening josh hi no i, I, I mean good
0: evening i'm jo- yeah, yes. you know. yeah, yeah yeah
1: and joining for another round as you've already heard is mr mike bobbins hello mike
0: good evening mike i am mike <laughs>
1: You can get in touch of this podcast. I am at blood and mud or lead at bloodandmud.com. And you, Josh?
0: Uh
2: Josh Gardner at RubyShitWatch, com. You know the deal.
1: And Mike, you're at Mike Bubbins, I believe.
0: Yes, that's right, yeah. Website and un- unchanged since 2017.
1: Goodly. We are on ACAST, <laughs> we are on Apple Podcasts, and we are also on, as you know, the Patreon.com slash blood and mud. I'd like to say thank you to everybody who's joined, but a, spe- a special thank you to those of you who've decided to join the Ale Brew Lounge VIP area. First of all, an apology to Fergal Carney, who's been in the VIP lounge for four months, and I've, oh cruelly, God, ignored, and I, and I've cruelly ignored him, and I, not announced the fact that he's in there for the you past got four months.
0: It. And he still does, does He still pay.
1: He does still pay, by all accounts. Yeah, keep him sweet, mate. And uh, he's here. He's, he was probably <laughs> drinking two dogs he's, instead of hooch. So I just blocked him out. He's,
2: he's just so, filled. He's lived on volivants in that time. Just nothing but.
1: Uh, so other people who've come into the, that world well, at the you, minute
2: is. Several, eh?
1: Yeah. Tom Gorman. Thank you very much, Tom. Neil Whitehead also strolled confidently up to the velvet rope, showed mm. their print at home golden ticket and came in. We've also had some folks who were in the normal Allied Brew rounds for a bit, but have decided that the vibe is not exclusive or 90s enough. And they'd like to become more of a close personal friend and have made the move into the VIP area for vodka, well, and, for vodka lime and lemonade <clears throat> and some giant Connect 4 action. That's Reese Phillips. He splashed on some Davidoff cool water, put on his best burnt orange shirt and headed in for the full oh. experience. Oh, and Alan Searles gets in touch and has made the move. And he says... He's made the move to the VIP area, and he says, "I've had to, I had to upgrade." He says, after Josh's Razzie Erasmus bit on the bonus I mean, highlights podcast that we put out this week, it is,
2: without doubt, it is without doubt the only funny thing I've ever done on this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, uh,
1: he's he, and he goes on Alan to say, "You're a beacon of hope to a listener in Iceland of all places."
0: Nice place. Well, it's not Sorry. easy working no.
1: in a supermarket, is it? Hong. <sighs> Terrible. i was just
0: gonna i
2: was just gonna brush over that and not even <laughs> engage with it but
1: uh, thank you very what's much rugby, everybody what's the rugby scene
0: like
2: in ireland i wonder Ireland, Iceland. I in iceland. In I I know it's all like right in
1: ireland yeah yeah
0: it's yeah, not as yeah, good, good as ireland sure. no <laughs> <laughs>
1: not, not as strong no those do contribution go on mike do they play
0: in iceland it's like the team yeah. in Reykjavik. There must be something. Going well, on. they always make sure.
1: a point, on It is that rugby is played in every country, everywhere, or something, and that's yeah. a big achievement. Yeah. But I mean, it will probably be about five, you know, five expats somehow making a sevens team work.
2: Yeah, I mean, Great. I did just Google rugby Iceland, and the first result on Google was the Iceland story in rugby. So, you can confirm there, there is an Iceland
0: story in rugby. There is. Yeah. Yeah. All of those contributions
1: sure that... are greatly welcomed because they let us do things like get uh, new equipment for Mike, who's here now, <laughs> so we can play a more sophisticated part in the podcast, if that's even possible, of course.
0: Well, yeah. I'm, cur- I'm currently wearing the the, uh, the earphones you sent me, which are very nice, very 70s, like wooden and brass earphones. Very nice.
1: We've and I like got
0: back... the, the microphone sent as well. Not bad,
1: unfortunately,
0: though. it's all gone from my computer, which is on its last leg. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I do apologize if it sound like uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a metal box somewhere.
1: A sympathy shout-out as well to our lovely patron, Catherine Kavanagh, whose ankle, according to my understanding, and I'm not a medic, but according to my understanding, is fucked well, yeah, and splintered into well. a thousand pieces or something. Uh, I'm not sure how she's going to do all those power squats on one leg, but knowing her, she'll probably find a way. So all the best it to is. you and get well soon. She'll, sm-
0: she'll be smashing the gin and tonics into us a- no one earlier. Well, when she so, went to
1: Newcastle the other week, she was out till half three in the morning with a moon boot on. So she doesn't, she doesn't mess play. about.
0: Fair play. No messing
1: about. We start as we always start, with a player spotted. This is where mm. we ask you to send in spottings of players. Chris Broad emails with a retro player spotted. He says, I was at Underhill Park in Mumbles some years ago. Is that I don't know that one. Yeah, that's nice. And I saw there was a cricket match going on. I guessed I was aged around eight or nine. It was around about 1994. And I was having a kickabout with a rugby ball with my brother. Growing up in a rugby-mad household and owning a copy of the classic BBC classic 101 Greatest Tries. Superb. Super yeah, he said, classic, I still own that yeah. one. Yeah. Cliff Morgan. Yeah, oh yeah. He said, <laughs> yeah, he has a pink tie on, doesn't he, Cliff Morgan? Cliff Morgan. He has like, Morgan. a pale, flexed, yeah. yeah. He says, I noticed one of the cricketers looked familiar. It was none other than Phil Bennett. Oh, I on. had to get his autograph but rather than ask him to sign the rugby ball we were playing with which seemed like the obvious choice I instead tried to find some paper and I scavenged some paper that I could find ended up finding a Chinese takeaway lid
0: complete <laughs> lid. with grease
1: stain from a nearby Superb. bin and asking that him if he could out. autograph that please I mean he's all class Phil Bennett isn't he I bet he felt yeah. like saying are you fucking joking but because he's Phil Bennett he's probably lovely about was isn't he you know though that
0: story can be more <laughs> Swansea than Troy. Get an autograph. Get an autograph. takeaway list from a bin.
1: <laughs> and speaking <laughs> of legendary Welsh chens and Chinese food, reminded me of something in the back of my brain, which I'd actually kind of completely forgotten about until this story came up. Do you remember the existence of Barry John's Oriental Kingdom in Cardiff? No, no, it was right by the stadium on Westgate Street. Barry John's really? Oriental Kingdom. Yeah, it was. It was. It was in his sort of being caught drunk, drink, drink driving too often days. About 98 to 2002. I only know because I used to play rugby with his son. He was a hell of a good player as well. And we were in there pissed a few times on the, on the full, full comp. So was
0: it just his name or did he actually have a He had in a them?
1: stake in it, but obviously they Correct. were doing, making it. Big, but I mean, and, a,
0: and a Chinese.
1: <laughs> hey, Come on. Barry John's <laughs> Oriental Kingdom. Please, listeners out the there, please, please confirm I haven't gone mad because that is what it was called. <laughs>
0: This does sound like the sort of thing that you
2: have dreamt.
1: I'm not joking,
2: mental. honestly. I thought you
0: were going to say my favourite sort of takeaway Welsh rugby legend story is the Jonathan Davis one when he was playing at, uh, he was at Stratty Park back in the day before he went to Rugby League and uh, got a bit pissed apparently and drove his car from the Stratty Car Park as far as the gatepost of the Straddy Car Park and crashed it into the gatepost, which is about, you got about 25 feet, I think. And then, when the police when the police came, his extended circumstances were that his wife was pregnant, so he was trying to get home as quickly as he could. Mm. Um, you know, I'm mean, um there's some, it's not, it's not good, but I mean, that that is something. And then the other one was, and he lost control of the steering wheel because he was trying to hold an onion barge in the <laughs> other hand. Look, <laughs> he had his priorities straight. I can't <laughs> say he didn't.
1: There you go, <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, sorry, go on. Thanks for that, Chris. John Buckley also writes in, with not a player spotted, but one I thought that would tickle no. our fancy, me and you Josh, anyway, because of our history with mm-hmm. this. He says that um, John Power, as in the bloke from I guess I'm all right. Yes. I guess I'm all right. I do Yes, lives The the lead singer of Cast. Lives four doors down from me in Hackney. Yeah. And drinks in a pub across the road. He's always pissed and is a very big Jeremy Corbyn fan. Will regularly introduce himself as John, a one-time pop star. Great man. And he says, and then explains how the Tories will soon be dust. All of the time, every single time. That's That's John Powers' banter now.
0: I mean...
2: I would rather listen to him do that than listen to anything from cast. So, yeah.
0: I saw, I saw cast live about nine years ago in Bristol Academy with my wife. And uh, it was great because they probably would have been in their sort of early, mid-40s then. They were very good. I mean, Josh is not a big fan, but I, I quite like him. And uh, there was, But there was a proper pole in there at the front of the stage. I, I, I don't remember there being that the first time round. And then ended up just kicking off with a lot of like forty-five-year-old blokes having a scrap at the front of the stage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't imagine that was that common in cast gigs, as general. They were quite sedate. I don't know,
1: I don't know. So, it's all changed. It's all I saw changed. them, well, literally. I older and angrier. Yeah, the, uh, the I saw them supporting U2 at Roundhay Park on the U2 Potmart yeah. tour in the rain, and it was the nineties, so I had a lot of gel in my hair, and it kind of ran into my eyes as of the rain, oh, oh. stinging so eyes. Thing. And th- they were supporting. They came out, cast played about. Three songs, and I audibly heard John Power say, We're not fucking playing in this shit, and just did another couple of hits and fucked off.
2: I mean, fair play in that regard. I have yeah. a lot of respect
1: for him for that, yeah. They weren't exactly prints of the Super Bowl, do you know what I mean? They weren't, they weren't embracing the raid.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you've got to be a certain level of performer for that, and with the greatest respect to him. I mean,
0: yes.
1: There he yeah. he doesn't, doesn't like Cass much, does he? No, neither do I, Uh, neither do I. Not a big fan, Josh. It's it's a running (laughs) joke that we don't like much. Yeah,
2: I I mean, mean, weirdly, I can live with the Lars, but like...
1: Did they only have the one, There She Goes, was there anything else?
2: Yeah, There She Goes, and then he got recruited by Cast. He was Um, a bassist in the Lars,
1: wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He wanted to set his full songwriting potential free in Cast. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, meanwhile, back at the Rugby Podcast... Yeah, sorry. Uh, we, can, we can look at some news, shall we? And make a start there. I probably, yeah. First of all, uh, news that was referred to me to say you might have a look at this. Uh, Dean Ryan has left, as we know, has left the RFU to become coach of the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did his, his press conference the other day. And after that, he had a, an interview with everyone's favourite human being, Mr. Stephen Jones.
2: I mean, what a, what a meeting of minds. What
1: a meeting of minds. Um, yeah. 15,000 awards. He's won, by the way. Uh, in the interview afterwards, it was described as a coruscating and explosive interview. So I, right. what did I have to do? It was in the Times. I had to like fucking put my email address in just yeah. to get access to it. So now they won't stop badgering me about paying, which I don't want to do. Great. Right. Anyway, no. um, although paying for content is very good. Thank you, patrons. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Said, uh, yeah. He said... Um, yeah.
2: Just not from Rupert Murdoch. That's fine. Yeah.
1: yeah. So he apparently, so in this, he was, he was meant to apparently lay out how utterly awful the RFU is and that's why he's left. Now I read it, the big reveal, I've read it and mm. I've never been, I've not been as underwhelmed since I last watched A Home Under the Hammers transformation reveal. You know, in that one, where they all use the same carpet because they're all fucking move, landlords. Yeah. Looking to move the sofa off. around a bit. Yeah. yeah. And they all have that same landlord kitchen, don't they? It's all the same colour. <laughs> it was like that. Um yes. It was an absolute classic of the middle manager as a right old moan genre.
2: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, what what was so damning about it really is like they oh they haven't got as much money as they used to have.
1: It's a classic middle manager moan. He was like, I had this staff, and then when they left, they wouldn't let me recruit another one because they tried to come (laughs) back which is which is welcome to everyone's life. (laughs) Exactly, and he's moaning because he's the international player developer. And apparently at right. one point it describes how he drew, he drew a Venn diagram, which must have been Nicky grabbing. He drew, a, mm. he drew a Venn diagram of like England and the PRL. And then he said, and then where it overlaps this little bit in the middle is us, where well, we're doing the development of the under-20s and stuff. And they had no forwards coach and none of this and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, hang on a minute. I'm assuming that all these under-20s lads are playing for Premier Rugby clubs. Yeah, you know, they I imagine yeah. have decent coaching setups?
0: You' would have been in academies before that anyway, through the club system.
1: Exactly. So it was just, and then he moaned that, I think he probably had a point, he moaned about the RFU having too many committees all making separate decisions. There's probably something Almost in that. certainly, yes. Can, yeah. can
0: I just say, if he's whinging about a lack of money and too many people on committees, he's come to the wrong fucking country. That
1: <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Maybe he thinks the Just Eat bloke's going to open his wallet and that'll be all fine, but... Uh, <laughs>
0: Oh my God. But yeah, it
1: was terrible. It was, it was so dull. It was a, a, a classic bit, I suppose, of, of, of journalism that it pulled me into have a read. But honestly, yeah. God, there was nothing much to it at all.
0: Clickbait, mate. Clickbait. This, Disappointing yeah. clickbait.
1: Yeah. Other news?
0: That, I mean, Wales is dominated by committees. You, you, won't, you won't go anywhere. Especially the, the Dragons are. I mean, Welsh rugby is skint anyway. And then yeah. the, the Dragons are probably the most skint of the Welsh regions, maybe.
2: Yeah, just the a bit. yeah.
0: They're all pretty skint. She's gone to the most skint place yep. with the most committee members in the world to, to yep. run away from financial worries and committee men.
1: I started watching that Chernobyl programme at the weekend on Sky One. I've not been reminded of that because we're talking about Newport, but honestly, I was... <laughs> a, <laughs> what a link. What a li- but there is a link to this because when it all went <laughs> wrong in Chernobyl, and it really did go wrong, didn't it? What you see in the programme is a perfect yes. example a of...
0: Bit, a bit, yeah, a bitly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's is a perfect annoying. example of... This time. Of the yeah.
1: Soviet situation, where effectively they said, what, what happened is people would say, Oh, nothing's gone wrong. It's all fine. Yeah.
0: But if anything has no. gone
1: wrong, it's his fault, not mine. Yeah. Which is probably exactly what Dean Ryan's walking into in The Dragons, isn't it? Everything's oh, yeah. fine. everything's <laughs> yeah. not fine, it's
0: 100%. absolutely nothing to do with me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that was what the link was. So, it was, yeah.
0: It was, the fellow, it was the fellow in Iraq who said, you know, the, the Americans are nowhere to be seen? Oh, Kamal Kalali. Like oh, can't his name going. was,
1: but yeah. And a tag went
0: like, past him, yeah. Dean Riley was saying that the receivers, there's, no one's called the receivers in. They're just a big <laughs> removal <laughs> van outside the
1: <laughs> In other news, yes, yeah, Fallout is not appealing his sacking at the, uh, the Australian Rugby Union, or Rugby Australia, as they're called now. No.
2: Good. that has got absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he's definitely going to take it to the High Court instead. It's now well, God's
1: will that he goes to the high court. You see.
0: What an yeah, absolute swat of a man! i uh, <laughs> sorry. I, I'm not saying don't have, don't have your religious belief. That's fine, right? But um, yeah, for everything to be God's will until he gets sacked, then that's not God's will. He's got to appeal that. And then, but I looked and there's other things I tweeted about this as well. You know, this. There's, there's, I think it mentions being gay. Maybe not at all in the Bible. Certainly, maybe once or twice. No one particularly gives a shit it's, about it. It's
2: a very, it's very much a kind of.
0: It's but it mentions things issue. like, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't mark your body with you know mm-hmm. tattoos or any markings. He's covered in those, right? Yeah. And then it says, well, the, one of the biggest ones, one of the big ten, is, you know, the, keep the Sabbath day holy, you know, don't, don't work on the Sabbath. And he said, well, I, I don't consider my job, I don't, I, don't, I don't consider playing rugby for Australia or for the regions, for the Super Rugby, a job. It's my calling. I said, well, if it's your calling, mate, can I have the $4 million you get for playing it? <laughs> yeah, right? play for free. You know what I mean? Like, so just he'll, down he'll, the club, yeah. He'll, so he'll work on a Sunday. He cover himself in tattoos, but um, he's got a problem with well, I don't know. It's, it's a strange one, isn't it? Well, yes. just yeah,
1: just shut up, just don't talk. God's will is a movable feast in Israel's world, and it seems to reflect exactly what he's doing. It's incredible, <laughs> isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? Yeah. What a knob of a man! And he's, but he's apparently like I've read a bit about it. He was brought up a Mormon, and then he's converted yep. to this other this other sort of this. Um, Evangelical type Christian churches in now. Mm. Just, oh, do me a favour. Just don't, talk. if you want to do that, do it. If you want to talk to other bigots in, in your church, go and talk to other bigots in your church. If you don't chuck them all over. <laughs> or, or, and, and you can even, do you know what? You can even put it all over social media. If that's what you want to do. That's your freedom of speech. But then you haven't got the right not to be sacked and not to, people to not think you're a dick. That, you haven't got that right. Well, not
1: putting yeah, you off I mean, being a mormon, uh, none Was of us, it? None was of it of the short sleeves right. and a tie. Is that what?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what put him off is.
1: That can't be God's will, can it? Wearing short sleeves and a tie. <laughs> so, yeah, so no doubt there's a uh, yeah. court hearing coming. So, brace oh, yourselves. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. This, this well, fair play Steve Hansen country sort country of came on. out. I, I thought, here we go. What's he going to say now? But Steve Hansen just said he, he's got a right to what he wants to believe in, but he's got responsibilities as well, you know? And if he's not in, in chiming with the team or the organisation or anything else, then he's got to go, so... Hell yeah, kind of a player, a, mind. That's, a problem. Sh- I to- That's the
2: problem. Oh, it's such, a Yeah. It's such it's a, sh- and it was such a shame from like, you know, from the first time he bloody well did it last year. It was like every time he did something brilliant, it was always tainted with, oh, it was fantastic. Oh, what a pity. He's an absolute prick. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah,
2: exactly. So I'm quite glad now that at least, and it's sort of, you know, it's kind, it's kind of the same when you're watching Billy be brilliant at the moment as well. So it's like it's it's nice that at least one of them we don't have to. It's a shame because I will miss his talent because he was fucking brilliant. He's probably the best footballer Although, in the world.
0: George North did bury him when they played against the this He did.
2: I mean, he, basically, this whole thing comes from a deep-seated anger that he's never got over being treated like a rucksack by George North, I think.
0: Amazing, possibly. wasn't it? So
2: nice. Never going to get old. Oh. Uh, in, in other news... In fact, it's not news, to be fair, to be honest. <laughs> but, um,
0: what, a, what a caveat. You'll be,
2: you'll, be, you'll be amazed to hear that um, Jake White... Has shown interest in a job, and it's actually, it's actually, he's interested in both the head coach and director of rugby jobs at the Cheetahs. Which I mean, that's you're not exactly backing yourself there when you're just saying, to be honest with you, I'll do fucking anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: yeah. Or what about do you, the want? Yeah. <laughs> you want? Yeah, you me to sweep the sheds? You want me to collect the tickets? I'll just do if anything. It's more than grand
1: a year, I'll do it. <laughs> But he, so, loves, yeah, uh, he loves a job interview, Jake. He Lee.
2: loves a job interview. He loves not getting a job as well. He loves Wait. throwing
1: his hat in the ring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. was the last time he actually got a job? We just have so many hats in various rings around the world. Was he?
1: Was it? <laughs> um, has he had a job he's, since Montpellier?
0: He is.
2: I think he's currently in Japan. Um, yeah, he's at Toyota of a Blitz, but right. uh, he clearly hasn't. You know, he just. He wants the big jobs. Well, he wants to interview for the big... Well, he doesn't even want to interview for the big jobs. He just wants to say he's interested in the big jobs and is then he, not get them.
1: Is he the only only World Cup winner nobody gives a shit about?
2: Well, there's Clive Woodward as well. Yeah, he's not right, hasn't <laughs> he? I mean, Clive made no, a very stupid
1: decision to go and work for Southampton and pretend he knew everything about yeah. everything. Whereas Jake yeah. stayed in rugby, hasn't he? Jordan, yeah, Jordan,
0: uh, Jordan Woodward came up and said his first love was football at the time. Mm. Yes, I immediately was reviled by even the people who quite liked him before certainly <laughs> hated him he be yeah. hated by everyone which is good going have yeah, you watched that it's... have you
1: watched that building jerusalem documentary i mean the, the title's terrible but it gives a very interesting window into that time i think mm-hmm. if something like woodward came along now they'd just go you're talking shit mate but because he was kind of a pioneer with this <laughs> stuff they let him do yeah. almost anything let's bring in this consultant let's get in this coach let's try visual Let's try a space and dynamics coach, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, great idea, Clive. Yeah, we'll pay for it. the are if you like anything, if it means we win the World Cup, we'll fucking pay for it.
0: <laughs> I just hope it's true about that. Johnson telling him to, you know, when he came in in the half top, was it half time? Yes. To talk to the team of the World Cup, and John said, "Fuck off. There's nothing to do with you." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Please be true.
1: Speaking of uh, England captains, Dylan Hartley could be back.
0: For Northampton oh, in what it the is...
1: Americans would call the post-season, I suppose, which is what we're into now, isn't it?
2: I mean, I, I didn't, in a similar vein that I, I sort of assumed that James Haskell had retired about six months ago to pursue his media career, I kind of assumed that Dylan Hartley had just kind of knocked it on the head by now.
1: Mm. I know, he's, right. he's well up for coming back, it seems.
2: Oh, no, fair play.
1: He'll be straight like, back in the England squad, that's why. Why wouldn't he? Yeah,
0: fair one. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? He's, he's an absolute liability.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but he's straight back in, isn't he? That is probably coach yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, he's picking the a liability. Only,
2: he's the only thing that can seemingly inject any kind of belief and composure into this England team, as evidenced by everything that's happened when he's not been there.
1: Was it, round yeah, about, was it in the semi-final of a playoff before the last World Cup when he directly addressed Wayne Barnes and called him a fucking cheat.
2: It was before the Lions tour. The Lions and that's tour. That's didn't right, go on yeah. the Lions tour in 2013, yes.
1: God, was that really six years ago? My word. Yeah.
0: Was this, oh, Jesus Christ.
1: When he, when he it was, says yes. to Wayne Barnes, are you sure that he, unless I love about rugby, because he says to Wayne Barnes, "Were well, you sure he was saying it to you? And Wayne Barnes said, I absolutely believe that he was saying it to me. Right, that's good enough for us. You're bad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Any yeah. more news?
0: No. Well, you've obviously talked about that, the Haskell retirement. Yes. Good, fr- good friend to well, all You can of have your I 2
1: penathon if you want, mate, because I know it'll be <laughs> acceptable to me. So go on. Well,
0: I, f- I found a loophole. I can, I can abuse him via Instagram, which is quite, quite good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or I just get people on Twitter to abuse him on my behalf. but um. He's yeah, a like, proxy abuser. Yeah, I think I tweeted and said that I I had no idea that he hadn't retired several years ago. You know, I said he, I, think I I said, I, said, I think I said he retired. James Haskell has, reti- has re- announced his retirement after retiring from contributing to rugby several years ago.
2: <laughs> I assumed he knocked it on the head after he ran into that post, and just everything stopped after that. I mean, that's kind of what I wish had happened. Such a bell end. Really. If anything yeah. should have been an instant retirement moment, running people directly into. in
1: though, don't They we're we fa- we're, we're do, do, do fighting know, against it here. I do don't think so you because know. they. Well,
0: do you know what? I tell you things he's ace, The sort of you who paint their face and watch two games a year, right? <laughs> I, I think rugby people who like rugby don't like him, and I, and I think reading between the lines, when he retired, I I looked, I sort of searched the hashtag like a real sad twat, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't done <laughs> that. To see yeah, you're one, le- you're one level above me. Go on, yeah.
0: Just to see how many dozens of his previous teammates came out and said great things about him, and it didn't happen, mate. You know, so I'm, I'm sure that um, he's got friends, but I think I think I like to think a lot of players think he's a bit of a bad one as well.
1: I saw so Danny Kerr was quite nice about him, but you can't trust a man with his hair. Oh, so you know what I mean?
0: No, no chance. I just think
2: you know if anybody had any respect for him, surely that time when he got his dad to sort out his problems for him after he trashed that boat sure. at the age of 30. It was Probably just... <laughs> if you had any respect left for him, surely that's
0: it. But... Well, oh, well. Never mind. Nice no six-pack, on it. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's uh, a great thing. Any more news? I don't
0: think so. I bought Barry John a pint the other week. I went, I went to see really? the... Um, yeah, I went up with a bloke called Stephen Spears who's was an actor. went out to see the uh, Merthyr-Cardiff game at the stadium. Oh, yeah. and, we bought uh, Barry John a pint in the old arcade first.
1: How's he yeah. looking? He
0: looks all right, actually. I mean, do you, what, when did, I, you I, did the last time Barry John bought a pint for himself? I was just going to say, I bet, I bet he hasn't bought a pint since the <laughs> early 70s. I bet he hasn't bought a pint since the 70s. And he never says no. Fair play to him. If, if he's going there, he'll just say yes, please. i just put it next to the other one.
1: No problem with double parking. Not a problem at
0: all. <laughs> yeah. right? And he's there with his racing post, watching a bit of rugby, reading about the horse racing, having a drink, enjoying himself.
1: I was... I I was good friends. Well, and I'm good friends. I've not seen him, for him seen him for a while. Though, when his son died, he used to play at the same club with me. Talented, pacey lad, and uh, he was a uh, he was good value on the piss as well.
0: I bet he was, yeah. So, good and, trade. And, and he
1: lived with Barry in his Cardiff Bay flat for a while, and until a die said, "quote unquote," I had to leave though because it was just getting too much. <laughs> <laughs> which just shows exactly the situation Barry's in most of the
0: time do you know what, what, what is he, 70, I think he's the same age as my dad what is he, 73, 74 he years about of age that. There, thereabouts.
2: yeah. Probably, about yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he looks in good shape, he looks, he looks alright now he's been on the piss for 40 or 50 years, he looks alright Yeah, pretty good looking. him I and mean then yeah, I he's that, still on the edge of, what, 26? I watched 17. that clip of uh, Jagger this week on YouTube he was oh, two years old, 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 yeah Jesus Christ Didn't you see him
1: last year, Josh? Didn't you say it was like a two hours of him gyrating?
0: Honestly, at the Millennium
2: Stadium last year, he was fucking unbelievable. It was
0: a great gig. Yeah,
2: it was like better than I ever expected it to be. They were all brilliant. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it was 27 years. No, let me get this right, 17 years. No, Jesus Christ, I'm getting old. It was, I saw him in 92, (laughs) 91 around there
1: Voodoo Lounge yeah, tour Voodoo yeah, nice I remember, to it,
0: yeah I remember thinking I want to see these again you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I was 18 and I'm 46 watching them again
1: the thing is back Honestly, then they were still yeah. dropping in songs off the new album weren't they but at least you could go for a piss then couldn't you <laughs> oh fuck the plain love is strong yeah. right I'm going for a piss now oh
2: gone. That was, that was the thing you, the set you cannot argue with that fucking set list it was got a few like, bangers haven't like, Jesus, they, Christ. Banger, Jesus banger, Christ another banger,
1: banger, banger yeah. the,
2: the closest they get to not a banger is when they let fucking Keith do you got the silver and it was beautiful yeah. so you yeah, know. Yeah,
1: yeah or they let Midnight Rambler go on for about five minutes too long
2: I'd be fine I was absolutely fine yeah, with think... that they could have played Midnight Rambler for about an hour and I would have been delighted
1: speaking of Ramblers shall we uh, move yes. on to um, <laughs> the rugby from the weekend
2: aye probably
0: I've got a caveat here, lads, that I've been away this weekend. Uh, I've been in Lyme Regis on Saturday, and I was coming back on Sunday, and I was gigging on Friday, so I haven't seen a great deal.
1: The setting ever. for the uh, Jane Austen novel, Persuasion, Lyme Regis. I had to do that yeah, for, my, yeah. for my A-level, and I tell this, I'm quite proud of it. I managed to do A-level English literature without actually reading any of the books. <laughs> I only oh, read the inter I, I treated them like a textbook. I kind of just dipped in and out of the bits I thought I needed to do.
0: And I got can't just say, well, I, and don't... I
1: got and I got I got an E. So you know, it's not we'll the way to it. go, kids.
0: Fuck the system. Um, <laughs> can I just say well done? Keep it on track by talking about Jane Austen within thirty <laughs> yeah, seconds of saying, "Let's get back to the room. yeah, yeah." Well done, yeah. <laughs> Keep this I did I, on, did.
1: I yeah. did. Other ones. I did. I did sociology at uni, and in the summer. There we I, go. Here, here go, we go. Here we go. In the summer, <laughs> I used to come home and work in a factory, and I was I was I was a labourer on a line that made um, soft furnishings, couches and stuff. And there was this yeah. guy Gaz on the front. He says, "So, uh, what do you do at uni then, Lee?" I said, "Sociology." He said, "All right, what's that then?" I said, "Well, we turn on. It's quite a big subject." I said, good, "But good question." Yeah, I said, "It's quite yeah, a big subject, question. right?" I said, "But." I said, if you look at this factory, guys, right, or if you look at this room where all the furniture's put together, it's all fellas, isn't it? He said, yeah. I said, well, if you look in the sewing room over there where they make the fabrics, that's all women, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I said, so sociology would try and understand that. And he kind of stopped. He, for about five seconds, he thought about bit And he, he went, well, because women do sewing and men put furniture together, don't they? <laughs> and I said, yeah, yes. but sociology tries to understand why that would be, guys. He goes, yeah, yeah. but, bec- well... You can see thinking, how we I going to get Lee to understand this? Cause, yeah. It's because, well, because uh, well, the fellas do the furniture, the women do sewing, don't they? And I went, yeah, all right, guys, I've got to go. He probably went yeah, on yeah. that night, didn't he? He said, this fucking student today, I had to tell him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I've got to quickly tell you this corporate. I'll tell you a bit, of, I might mention it again later. This fucking corporate I did in North Wales last week with some North Walian builders, right? And at the end of it, it I died on my hole, right? I'll tell you about that, right?
1: <laughs> I thought that would be your crowd. How did you die for the builders? That's really I
0: odd. My I, I, I'll tell you why, Shalai, because I came on, the bloke who was sat, sat next to you for the, for the whole of the dinner, they wanted me to stay there for the dinner too, spent two hours uh, boring my tits off about things. He then got up right before I went on, right before I went on, and talked about his dad dying of, of bladder cancer. Oh, and they, no. they, they were raising money for cancer research now. And then he shot a 10-minute cancer research video and then brought me on. That was, that was my warm-up. So, anyway. <laughs> so You're have a good time. I got on my ring, right? So, at the, end, at the end of it, this fucking guy, the, the mayor of Flint there, right? He wasn't the mayor of Flint. The bloke with the chains on, Dave. He's going, uh, didn't go too well, that, did he? I said, no, not really, Dave. It was fucking awful. He went, uh, should I just told some dirty jokes? <laughs> I said, I, I, I said, don't do dirty jokes. Just do some dirty jokes, maybe all builders do some dirty jokes. I said, I but I'm not a dirty joke comic. You know, that's not what I do. Yeah, mate, but just do some dirty jokes. I said, not only do I not do fucking dirty jokes, Dave, you sent me an email last week saying don't do any dirty jokes. Clown. <laughs> anyway, uh, the life boy. of a
1: working comedian, my case. Eh? <laughs> just do some dirty jokes. How simple as that. I'll
0: say fine about it later, we'll move on, but yeah, don't yeah. remind me.
1: Anyway, back at the weekend. Pro 14 semi-final weekend, last weekend of the regular season of the Premiership. Indeed. Um, Wasn't the best way for Rory Best to finish his season and possibly retire, was he? No.
2: I mean, Ulster have had a very good season. Better than I think a lot of people thought they would. But they absolutely shat the bed at the end there, didn't they?
1: Yes. And and if you're going to kind of give up a bit against a team that's going to put it it on you, Glasgow is quite a good... Or not the best team yeah, to do that but, against, because they've got a good chance yeah. of doing it.
2: There are very few th- teams that can pile on misery like Glasgow can. And they just, like, particularly the way they smell blood, like, what, 60 minutes in? And just thought, yeah, let's make a point here. Uh, was, 50
0: yeah. points to 20
1: to yeah. Glasgow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Poor old Rory burst. Yeah,
2: it was just, like, Leinster won't be... Yeah, Leinster won't be that easy by any stretch of the imagination. No. So they've got some but well, That's like, got looks a lot
1: more fluent than Leinster did though in their game.
2: They did. Like I Leinster, well, Leinster have got a fly off problem. Let's let's not beat around the bush it like Sexton was but,
1: benched, obviously. Yeah. But
2: he's obviously gonna start in the final because yeah. it will take fucking swingers the size of fucking houses to drop him for a bloody major final. But he just seemed this funk of his that he's been in literally since about the Day after he got named World Player of the Year.
1: Yes. Well,
0: like, the whole team, mate. I've never seen a team fall from grace as quickly as the Irish team, as the Ireland team last Six Nations, which was crazy, man. And se- I think a lot of it revolved around Sexton.
2: Yeah, so and when- Conor Murray's when-
1: not playing well either.
2: Yeah, yeah the pair of them <laughs> you know? make that team tick, and they're both in like really worrying ruts of form. If you're an it's Irish so fan or a Lenser fan, like apparently I heard, I heard some chat at the weekend that there's like not a small. Mm. Section of the sort of Leicester fa- uh, Leinster faithful who basically just gone, we want fucking rid of this guy, he's done, he's really? making this team worse, and that's pretty fucking remarkable, really, because you know he's Johnny Bloody Sexton. But if you know he shits the bed in another, if in the final, like he did in the Champions Cup final a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and Burns starts the season next year when Sexton's off with Ireland, well, it's going to be a sp- it's going to be a thing
0: isn't it you know well, there's going to be serious thing, it's questions it's like an any team sport you you, you owe someone loyalty and as, as much as you deserve them to to prove themselves again mm. sorry you you owe them that you can let them prove themselves again but when they've got to keep doing it i mean it's it's a business and it's not just a business there there's going to be young young players and or newer players snapping at his heels and at what point you mm-hmm. say yeah you've been a fantastic servant you're a great player but the old cliche you're as good as your last game yeah you know, it, it it would take Bolus to drop him yeah huh?
2: well he's as good as his last season at this point and this season has been and he must be absolutely galling for Mon- for uh, Leinster fans though because you know 12 months ago they basically had to let Joey Carberry go to Munster because there was too many fly-offs at Leinster the and, IRFU you know,
1: basically said he's the heir apparent to Sexton and he's yeah. not going to play enough at 10 in the same squad Ooh. as Sexton at his club so he's got to go so that was so interesting next- on Saturday because you had Carberry was let go to Munster because he was behind Sexton and Rossburn mm. was third behind both of them twelve months ago. And then in the yeah. game on Saturday, Sexton was on the bench and Rossburn was starting and so was Carberry. I'm mm. not sure what that thing says is- really, but it was just interesting. <laughs> the
2: thing is, I don't think like Rossburn is just like unspect like, he's like the Ronan O'Gara in this equation, isn't he? He's like he's tact he's a good goal kicker, he's tactically astute, but he's like He's, Sometimes that's all you need, though, the, isn't it? That's the thing. The fact that he's unsa- you know, unseated the World Player of the Year is kind of...
1: Because, I mean, Sexton should have gone off because he got his head battered by Maro Itoji the week oh. before as well. So yeah. Oh, a absolutely. bit of precaution yeah. with that as well, really. Because Itoji is, was on, I imagine, will continue to be on full turbo shit-out mode right to, through to the World yeah. Cup now. So, yeah. But it's, that point about Lentz is a weird one because they were playing so well you mm. are kind of like a Rolls Royce of a team, but they're not really a Rolls Royce. What are they now? They're kind of a Ford Mondeo Titanium trim now. Or Reasonable they men, value, just, to... just enough luxury to get you there. You know, yeah.
2: <laughs> they're very physical and they're capable of like they scored some nice tries on the weekend, but like they're just they they look so workman like so much of the time. They really don't look like they have that. That gear that they had a year ago where they can just switch it on and be unplayable.
1: Munster had some significant jitters when the ball got... Because the Munster scrum was going really well in the first half. Mm. And what you tend to, what I found with them, because Leinster's line-out was a bit all over the shop in the first half as well. Yeah. What Munster would do is they were getting kind of jitters around about fourth phase. Mm. Either they were snatching at it too much or panicking too much. So they didn't get as many points as they should have done, really. Yeah. And then what you then saw is Leinster's quite obvious class just came through and they, they pushed through and they pushed through and they, they did it enough to win. When you got when they Leinster somehow went in at half time three points up, despite having nothing of that first half, and you thought this is only going one way now. Because Munster yeah. can just take that in and come back out in the second half and it'll just the class will show through now.
0: There's some crazy stat though, in and maybe it's it's out of date now, but certainly a couple of years ago, um that the more phases you go through the less likely you are to score a try. So they're saying that you know you're most likely to score a try off first phase ball than you are off sort of seventh, eighth, ninth, ten, twelfth mm-hmm. phase ball. You know. So and, yet, and, and if that's the case, and you, and you want to score tries, you're going to need a playmaker.
1: It's an interesting kind of big... NFL comparison, no, 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 speaking to us, hasn't it? Because if you hmm. think about NFL, the reason why first phase can be so effective is because you can say you stand there, you run, then you run, then you run, then. You run then. Yeah. And you're, these two runners will pull those out, and there's the pocket, like in NFL. Yeah. And the longer yeah. you go away from that, the more you're just trying to get people to... I'm always astounded, really, when I watch. And it's because it's obviously just too difficult. You know, by the time you get to third phase, fourth phase, the alignment's absolutely terrible. Nobody, unless yeah, well, you've really well, got over the line, nobody's running from deep anymore. It becomes a because, very difficult game.
0: Because defense is so much easier to do. It's not easy to... I'm, I'm, not, trying to, I'm not trying to devalue it. But I'm just saying to number up in defence, mm. you know, and to shift it you know, if there's a gap there and you're one of the bigger lands, you know, you're you sort of moving back in, in towards the rock. You're pushing the smaller guys out, you know, to the sides. But it's easy to number up and line up and, and, and have, have your defence set. So, like you said, that's the time you get a third, fourth phase, to organise fast ball quickly, you
1: know. With it's, people it's running difficult. from the right depth as well.
0: In attack is difficult yeah. and, and to defend it is much easier.
2: Hmm. It's interesting because, like, you look at teams like Exeter and like Ireland and like Leinster. They've kind of they've turned they've tried to turn that on this their, it's head in their last in the last literally in the last two seasons. Where you know the teams that have been winning have been the teams that have hold onto the ball for the most phases because they're sort of approaching it from a mindset of no defence is capable of defending and holding out indefinitely. So you've just got to put it under maximum load stress until eventually there's a gap that appears and it's it's kind
0: of it's also a ball it's essentially, a slight, it's, it's keeping yeah. the ball off all the yeah. opposition's hands as well. It's a like slightly their time of possession. way of looking at it, yeah.
1: It's right, what Barcelona works out in football, it, football it, isn't it? Barcelona yeah. works out in football that possession is, is defence as well yeah. as attack, you know.
2: And it's like, if you keep it for long enough, eventually a mistake will be made and then you can run through a gap and you don't have to do fancy attacking moves and all that sort of stuff, but i tell you what, it, it, it is quite dull to watch. When they're just fucking going through phase after phase of one up, one up, one up.
0: It'd be it interesting, interesting. And it's just to see the law changes next year, the sort of effect they have. That'll be. I think there's fifty twenty two law they're bringing in. Is it the forty twenty two, fifty twenty two? I
1: don't think they're not bringing that in everywhere, are they? No, it's a
0: trial.
2: They're trial.
1: The most interesting
0: one of those trials for me, I've gone off topic a bit now. Is right. I think it, I think in French second division, they're going to bring in waste and below tackles. Yeah We're no longer allowed injuries To hook with... people's
1: eyeballs out In Division 2 front. <laughs> yeah. people, are, people are not happy you, About this one
0: You can't smoke Shitans at half time Anymore <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, I think that Just to Just injury wise to, to tackle Below the waist is, Sounds like it makes sense But also Think of the offloads What they're trying To get, get away from Is rucking And people Jackling the ball And getting those Neck and shoulder Injuries over the ball So I think If, if you can offload More easily You're going to Speed the game up Move it away from a rocking game. We'll
1: see what goes. In a, going back to Leinster for a minute, talking about you know people who are defensively sound and strong, but also offers of an else There, did you see Sean Cronin's try, Josh? Yes, yeah. When it was the the three front rowers in tandem. That's the
2: thing. It was that it's almost like Leinster's halfbacks are such a bag of shit at the moment that their front, <laughs> front rowers are just like fuck it. We'll have to be Keat Healy's the... come and
1: shoved them out of the yeah. way. Say, so give me the fucking yeah. ball. I'll show you how it's done. <laughs>
2: Doing silky offloads and fucking do, executing three-on-twos in a way that most fucking... Yeah, because it went healy was, to Furlong.
1: It? To, well, it went healy, he drew his man and popped, then Furlong drew and yeah. popped. Well, Furlong, and I think Crowley. Furlong dummied and popped, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he did. And, 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 and uh, he popped
1: a Cronin then, who was cutting a, an out-to-win angle. A beautiful, beautiful out-to-win, out-to-win angle, yeah. Yeah.
0: And then he stepped well, and made it across the line. That shouldn't happen.
2: Really. <laughs> but it's it's that's rugby in twenty nineteen for you, isn't
0: it? You know, if you're a full time player, right? I mean the speed's one thing. So if you're if you're a nineteen stone prop, right? You're not you're not gonna have top end speed, you're not gonna have any really gasp. But there's no reason you can't have a demi and a sidestep and a swerve and a, and a you know.
1: You would to think you've gotta spend skills. a fair bit of time on the line out and on the scrum machine, don't you? But yeah. there must be time in a professional rugby player's life to learn how to throw a pass Just 'cause you're right, over look, just 'cause you're over I'm, seventeen stone doesn't mean you can't pass off both hands, does it? <laughs>
0: i let me yeah. take the, the the front row of just doing dummy practices for half an hour. <laughs> so Furlong start. was
1: a, a very... Ga, Furlong was a GAA player, quite an accomplished one as well, wasn't he? So was it's it? no surprise he can you know he's got a bit think, more of a it, skill set.
2: It's interesting when you look at rugby from even like ten years ago, how much better forwards' skills in general have got. Like, it's almost like they've realised that oh yeah, they don't just have to be artless. Smashes of the ball. I think and that's a rugby league influence, to be honest. Else. A lot of people talk about the right, defense
1: yeah. influence, rugby league's influence on defense, but I think that's that core skills influence from rugby league has, has come in quite strongly, actually.
0: Yeah, just the, the sort of homogulation is that the right word?
1: Homogenization,
0: like, homogenization that's mm. the one I'm looking for. Um, like what I was Kid playing, you know, you had your fat kids in the front row, and your lanky kids in the second row, and you had your, you know, your, your short, your short, quick kids are scrum off, and your, and your, your fast, skinny kids on the wing, and but they, they, there's a lot more. Um, going back to your Venn diagrams from earlier, right? I mean, there's a lot of crossover now, isn't there? When yes. you well, you've got 18 stone centres, and, and you know,
1: yeah. well, twelve Everyone stone wingers sort of are unheard are of, aren't they? You'd have to, yeah, you I'm have to be exceptionally talented to be a 12 yeah. milestone winger. You'd have to be like a, a generational talent to be a professional yeah. winger that small.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, and yeah, and you look at somebody, you know, somebody like Jared Evans, who's playing, you know, who's a fantastic player and really good 10 for Cardiff, and you look at him and thinking, there's, I don't see how you can, you know, you've got, going to have to be incredibly special to make it at test level because you're, you're too small, you know. You're only fucking five foot ten and 13 stone, you know. you amount
0: of faff there for a for, uh, sale, though. Yeah. Just scrum half, was Faf. He's chunky, it?
1: though, isn't he? He's, he's chunky.
0: He's a sturdy <laughs> but He's 5'6, 5'7. He, he's not tall. Yeah, yeah. Cracker player. And and he's like Jeremy Collins. Best. He
2: does. Or <laughs> yeah, a uh, yeah. uh, mini Richard Hibbard, one of the two we've got on side. But, Or yeah.
0: Jane Austen. <laughs> <laughs> like a young Jane Austen, isn't he?
1: <laughs> um never read that book, no idea. The uh, the um Well that's speaking of um Welsh Rugby Days bit for a minute, Ospreys Josh. Yeah was that the best opera- Ospreys performance of the season? Uh, it
2: probably, it probably, like so there is something, Champions like it wasn't just a good Ospreys performance. To be fair to the Scarlets, like in terms of quality from both sets of teams, that was a, like there's something about Champions Club playoffs that's good for the quality of regional rugby. Apparently, because like yeah, it was a really good, probably the best in terms of like quality from both sides. It was probably the best Welsh derby of the season this year. Like most others have been either fucking one-sided shit shows or. Tower arm wrestles or enjoyable ramshackle comedy nonsenses like we saw with the Dragons and Scarlet's game in <laughs> Judgment Day, but like it's, it was like it felt like a proper high level rugby game. There was like physicality, good attacking play, niggle. You know, Alan wynne Jones pinned someone on the floor and scared the living shit out of him. It was just it was a great day. I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, it's kind of awful that this should seem like something worth noting but two, <laughs> the two a best teams in Wales. Decent rugby game,
1: shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The two sure best in the North, teams in we? Wales play, yeah. Two best teams in Wales absolutely Given they were for the going for a
1: Champions back, Cup yeah. place, you'd hope it was decent. Game. Yeah, yeah. The, um, But yeah,
2: it's not always been easy to watch Welsh teams this season and uh, yeah, it was a good game.
1: See, Half Halfpenny chased down Keelan Giles and tackle. Honestly.
2: Him. You forget play, sometimes,
1: that's... don't you, just how... Because pay... it's so expected from Halfpenny now, you forget just how pacey... He is what well, he Charles needs to
0: w, be. The, I thought Charles was like the fastest player playing club rugby in the, in the country. Well, he's one of yeah, them. he's pretty. He's super rapid. Off a shovel,
2: and yet he, yeah, halfpenny. I don't know whether that was just halfpenny emptying his pace tank for the day, but
1: like, Ooh, I think he was also yeah, getting yeah, I his I angles did, so well as well. I
2: did. Exactly. Yeah, that's the other thing about him. But like, yeah, I didn't think he had that much top level pace left in him. It's good news for Wales coming up to the World Cup if he's getting into that kind of form.
0: He's a player talking about but, Johnny Sexton. His not loss of form, he he was just so dazzling halfpenny. Yeah. And then it just sort of became good. It wasn't he wasn't like excellent anymore. It was a strange run.
2: Yeah, I remember him coming through and he was, you know, he was stepping people, he was scoring tries from everywhere, and yeah, he just he became what he needed to become under Warren Gatland, I think, which is incredibly reliable and incredibly solid, but
0: I've got to tell you a yeah. quick player spotted. My, my little boys oh. under nines at their uh, presentation last weekend mm. at Fire Gardens where they play the cricket. Very nice in the, in the function room there. And uh, John Davis, the younger, was the bloke giving out the, uh, the awards. I thought, this is so nice, isn't it? You know, he got the, probably one of the, in my opinion, the top three players in the world.
1: Was he still yeah, he massive? Out...
0: Do you know what? He was in a t shirt and shorts though, and he looked really fit, but he didn't look massive. Hmm. Was, okay he, he looked, I mean he was really well uh, uh, he's still sort of 15 and a half stone of, of muscle, but he didn't look like a unit. he looked like a really fit bloke the, the women, yeah, the, the mums loved it, might I add
2: because <laughs> there has been times when John Davis has looked a bit too much, like a bit like a flanker, and that's not always been the best for his pace
0: looked whippy, he looked good: Handsome yeah.
1: Forty-four inch chest He's and a thirty-two man. inch waist, perfect. Yeah, like Jim perfect. Brown Yeah, his pump. <laughs>
0: Cannibal Jim Brown. <laughs> so I've got yeah, so I've got, I've got a thirty-two inch chest and a forty-four inch waist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the um. So that leaves us, what, I suppose, just a very quick discussion about what's coming up. Then, I suppose, because yeah, well, I, one thing I did want to anything say anything about that the Premiership or good. anything you want to talk about? Oh again? yeah, I mean,
2: one thing, yeah. Last, like, I don't think the last week should count in the Premiership because no. it's just silly.
1: Nobody gives a Clearly. shit. Though.
2: everyone's fucking lost their mind. You know, Sarri's losing to Worcester, Sale beating Gloucester, Wasps beating anyone. It's you know, sheep lying down with wolves stuff. You know, Sale forty
1: six, like... Gloucester forty one. That's what yeah. last weekend does for you.
2: <laughs> it's just stupid isn't it? Like nobody needs that. Nobody needs lend Worcester I mean, look at ones, these results Saracen's right.
1: Saracens 40 Northampton 21. Leicester 31 Bath 32. Newcastle Bristol isn't here there. For sale 46 Gloucester 41. Wasps 25 Harlequins 20- sorry Wasps 27 Harlequins 25. Worcester 31 Saracens 29. Great to stupid. watch though. Oh yeah, it's it great watch. fun. Yeah. But it just it's a demonstration of how these games only happen when nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> People always say, oh, wouldn't it be great if have that every week? Well, no, because that would mean that there's absolutely nothing on the line whatsoever. Yeah. When, so... when it
2: matters, they actually bother. But, yeah.
0: The problem is that they'll always be the last game of the season, will not they?
2: Yeah. And, and even the teams that had something to play for just went a bit mental. Like, Quinn's just lost their minds a bit. And let wasps have a massive lead. You know, it's it's yeah, everybody's excited. It's this end of term, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's brought their remote control car in, and they just want to just want to see how it goes. It
1: reminds me of in the test, in the, test cricket, in the old days when they used to uh, when everyone knew it was going to be a draw, so they were just playing out mm. in the afternoon to finish, and thing and like things like Mark Ramprakash do impressions of different people bowling and stuff. <laughs> It was, a flat, it was a much more innocent time. That he'd like to impress a Graham Gooch bowling or something like that.
0: <laughs> and then John Virgo come on in the wrong sport. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs>
0: well, there was a game on last weekend, um, one of my old clubs, Glamorgan Wanderers, in the Ely area of Cardiff, which Lee knows and Josh knows, I think. Ely, Beautiful, beautiful place. Nothing yeah. but
1: glamour yeah. in Ely.
0: Uh, they played Brecon to see what was going up to the championship, I think it was.
1: And, um, Is Andy Powell still the, coaching Brecon? Is he got Brecon? I think he he is, is, he yeah, is, yeah.
0: Well, they showed he the, was... the picture of the paper was of like a couple of young mums with, with the kids in the pram having to escape onto the pitch as as a fight broke out in the crowd. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, I've just seen that photo and it is
2: uh, quite quite something. That wow. Yeah, uh, I did correct. think it was. I thought, uh, uh, yeah, because Wanderers won obviously and, and went up. And uh, uh, one witness has described seeing a man headbutted while the altercation led to some fans ending up on the floor in the stands as
0: tempers flared.
1: Only one There's man headbutted. Stuff. That's not bad yeah. for Ely, really,
0: actually. <laughs> Four women, but just the one <laughs> Uh
1: Speaking of other things,
0: uh, a shout out, mate, for my, my hometown club of Barry RFC. Yeah. That, uh, they've got promoted this year back to the first division. so. That's oh, nice. Yeah, that good. They've had a, a good season. they got a good bunch of young lads down there. And uh, yeah, it's nice to see. It's
1: What's nice it? to see. Shout out for my hometown team, Lee Rugby League, who beat Witness at the weekend playing in the RFL Summer Bash, which is the sort of pound <laughs> shop version of the Magic Weekend or Judgment <laughs> Day, where all of the championship sides from Rugby League go and play the f- one, all their fixtures in one weekend in Blackpool.
0: So oh, I'd love that. So is there Why, anything
1: anything more rugby league than that? that all, they I all fuck that. off to Blackpool That's the, for the weekend. Let's do that
0: next
1: year. Tickets are about... The whole weekend's about 20 quid for the well, ticket. I would, do, <laughs> I would love to do that. I never <laughs> forget, I, was at, I played rugby league at uni. We were at the Freshers' Fair, and Fester, who had been in the army, and was a mature student, and so was a bit of an handful from Middleton. He had some stories, that lad, I tell you. We were in the Freshers' Fair stall, and these two lads worked up, and there was this one lad who looked quite normal, and another lad... He had a jumper tied round his shoulders. You know, those, like curious 18 year olds you sometimes get who are a bit oh, like yeah. that. And Fester's gone. This is the rugby league for me. This is a rugby league team. It's this, this, it's this. You. He pointed at the normal-looking lad. You can play rugby league for this team. However, you will never play rugby league <laughs> as long as I have a hole in my arse. He says to the <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> he and, and off the lad went, looking a bit dejected. Welcome to, to university, young man. Yeah. If you have a TV, you must have a TV license. It's the law. Inspectors are calling to unlicensed homes and businesses. If you don't, that can mean prosecution and a fine of up to one thousand euro. Get yours at TVlicense.ie or any post office. Brought to you by the Government of Ireland.
2: Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure. Stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing.
1: Whether it's cancelled plans. <laughs>
0: Get in the kitchen and calm down.
1: Or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected. Well, while we're talking about clubs, uh, little clubs and things like that, I suppose we should segue into what we do at the end of every year, which is there's always next year, where we take a bit of a look at all the teams in the lower divisions who have really had... Well, let's not put too fine a point in it, an absolute howler of a year. Mm. Now, we don't do this to poke fun. This is, I think, the third or fourth year we've done this, and we always make the point that we do this because we genuinely believe that these are the kind of people who make rugby the greatest game in the world. Indeed. They fulfil all their fixtures, they still turn up to training, and they just go out and and have to put up what happens to them every week.
0: But make that his rugby to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, probably the most depressing, and particularly for me, the most depressing example of this is of absolute and total futility this year. Is probably Neath. Played thirty, lost twenty nine. They've con- they conceded one thousand two hundred and seventy two points this season, which is one hundred and eighty four tries. <laughs> if you're interested. Uh, and they were they finished up a whopping 60 points away from safety in the table so <laughs> i mean honestly honestly as a neath fan as like i don't i it's been such a sad and disheartening season for you know the wales's oldest rugby club uh and there's nothing to really show that it's got better but it's they still exist which is kind of they're going down to the championship next season they'll be locked out for the foreseeable future because they're ring fencing it but like the fact that neath still exists Going into next season is something that looked like it might not happen in sort of August and you no know, sort of september October time when everybody was wasn't getting paid and they were fucking they couldn't afford to pay the fucking physios even so yeah, it's been a fucking disaster of a year for me well, yeah, who knows you know maybe they can reinvent themselves in the championship
1: just, just to well, just to give you some context on what that those numbers mean. That's an average score each game mm. of 42-13.
2: And to be honest with you, the 13 is the bit that doesn't ring true with my experience of Neath's results this season. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe a three or a six if they were lucky. But yeah, it's, you know, they've been playing the whole season with permit players and players from fucking Division 3 and Division 4 teams and just getting battered. And it's been a horrible year, but fair play to the people that have kept the club going.
1: Long-time listener Peebles Elbow gets in touch, knowing we were doing this, and he said, I want to talk about Bonus RFC, who played in, they play the, get this for a league, the Caledonian Midlands 4 in Scotland, I think. Played Great 11, lost 11, they did get a try bonus point and a losing point, but somehow managed to finish on minus one as their points total. Effort. They scored 76. <laughs> conce- Do you know
0: I mean? Does that mean so much them points?
1: I'm someone's guessing so. points, just
2: docked points <laughs> from zero. They've not fulfilled the fixture or something, I'm and guessing. they've probably, you know, they, Yeah,
1: they scored seventy six, con- conceded the number of the beast six six six. lost one hundred eleven games. Yeah, lost one hundred and sixteen yeah, nil just to,
0: games.
1: They lost one hundred and sixteen nil to Perthshire Second Fifteen. Credits where it's due, though. In the return fixture, they seem to have achieved their... They got their bonus points with a 24-28 loss. It also included a 121-0 loss to Dunfermline seconds. It must be said that the fact that the lower divisions in Scottish rugby managed to get teams out is a credit to the clubs and yeah, the well game Well done,
0: bonus. Keep going, Absolutely. boys. Keep going, Ness. Well, In a similar well, sort I... of knock... No crack on, Mike. I was going to say, my, my team, similar to Josh, I, I covered... I was lucky this year, covered a few uh, of the Premiership games for um, Scrum 5 and that for Welsh TV. And I went to see Leslie Landovery. I've mm. been to Landovery. and Lesley got battered. And they—it they, was weird to see a team like Lesley, same as Neath, mate, with that history—to yeah. see them get an absolutely tonk. I was talking to the, one of the mums in the stand there, and I think her son was just turned eighteen, and they were so—they were so short in the, in the front row. They brought this kid in. It was his second game, his first game ever. of... Uh, senior rugby to been against Prix the week before <laughs> we almost got killed, and then this is, the <laughs> second game was against Llandeferi up there. It's not oh, a place to start your right.
1: career, that is it. Really, Jesus. <laughs>
0: really Jesus. Oh, I just think you know to see that club and that history and that I just hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that seems like uh, Ashley and Neath keep going.
1: That reminds me of yeah. I think in whatever school it was in Kent, David Flatman and Andrew Sheridan were there front were their starting props imagine turning up to play that fucking Fuck game that. Not, interested. not interested not <laughs> interested anyway
2: um, here's a man who's a really good prop and here's a man who is literally the size of a large wardrobe crack on
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, neither of those are good picking up on other clubs then who've had a terrible year Haddington RFC and Scottish National 3 they're based in East Lothian just east of Edinburgh played 22 mm. won 1 261-4 945 against that's a 42-11 <sighs> average defeat score now these
2: batterings are the thing, but is it? I'll give I give you Abigail RFC in League Two North, Abigail, right? Yeah. Played twenty, uh, played twenty, lost lost twenty, right? They've got two bonus points all season, but their points difference only mine under, minus six hundred and twenty-two, which means they weren't even getting battered every week; they were just <laughs> losing. By a bit. <laughs> they were just losing That's by. Worse. They were just slightly out. They were just slightly outclassed, but not enough that they were what, getting though? absolutely tongued.
0: You talk, talk to me about ethos of rugby and everything else. I know a, I know it's a bit hacking a bit of a cliche, but um, talk about these lads like Bone and these other teams, right? If you're if you're working a full time job, and then you turn it up there when it's fucking freezing cold on like a Tuesday mm. or a Thursday to train, and then you're dragging your ass up there on a Saturday, you know you know when you're gonna get battered. And then, you get, you know, Sunday you spent recovering and back in work on Monday. I think that, to me, mate, that's what it's all about. I love that. If I'm in bonus, I'm going to buy you all a pint. Put, put that in writing. The thing is, I, was, I always
1: <laughs> raise this as a, as a feature because I played in a team that didn't win for the best part of a season and a half. Mm. And I know what it's like. It, it's kind of heartbreaking, but you keep going. And that win is just, it, when it comes... to you know what? Speaking of Abigail, just to finish on that, though, their women's team, I know a lady, hello, Georgina, if you're listening, I doubt you will be, plays for Abigail, and they've won their league.
0: Well,
1: third play. Abigail have yeah, won their league.
0: So They have got something to shout so they've about. They have got something Gabigeli, to
1: shout then.
0: about, yeah. yeah. Whereas Barry's women's team, they had a women's <laughs> team there for a few years. And they got money off the Wru for the women's rugby and going quite well. And then the, the coach left about two seasons ago and just took the entire women's section with him. So they they, <laughs> they got they haven't got a team anymore.
2: <laughs> so if you listen, listen you're for Barry
0: yeah. and, you're, and you're and you're you're a female. Get at Barry Rugby Club.
2: Yeah. Uh equally, I'm sure we like remember when we talked about this last year? I'm sure there's that there were some familiar names hmm. when
1: Abigail like, was definitely in it last
2: year, yeah. They've had a rough yeah, um, Coney, Coney Hill RFC. Why does that name remind me of something? I don't
1: know.
2: But um yeah, in tribute southwest one west. His southwest
1: one west, yes.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Uh, they won one and lost twenty-five this season, finished on minus twelve points, which uh says they had trouble fulfilling fixtures, I'm guessing uh but things are looking up because um former wales dragons uh Leeds and general journeyman number 8 Rhys Oakley uh is their new head coach for 2019 uh, and as some people might know Rhys had to retire last season because he was uh diagnosed with testicular cancer oh, but he's on he's uh fully on the mend he's back for health um and so yeah crack good luck to Rhys and Coney Hill next year yeah can't it's it can't get much worse can it let's be honest
1: Kevin, Kevin Coyd, Kevin. RFC Yes. Coyle, yeah. you're in Wales East Central Division 3, played 22 1 0, average losing score of 40 points to 10. Looking at that league table, though, made me smile a bit in nostalgia because there were loads of familiar names in there from teams I used to play. So oh, the old Elts were in there. I think the team yeah. I played more than any other team I lived in a living car. Jed Meehan's team. Yeah. Penturk.
0: Dybish's team as well.
1: Yeah. Pen yeah. Gwen Ovid. And speaking of Ely, uh, the, or, or out that way, the legendary Fairwater were in Kevin Cornish.
0: Fairwater RFC, yeah.
1: Fairwater, when I was around in Cardiff, had, been, had just been allowed back into the leagues after being kicked out by the WRU for their excessive <laughs> and <laughs> continuous violence throughout the 90s. Yeah,
0: And you feel the boys in that too, yeah. And they it's had like to that. basically
1: start at the bottom of the pyramid again because they'd finally been let back in. We once had a rearranging away fixture at Fairwater on a Friday night. I won't go into the details, but it was hard work. Is is what I will say. (laughs) It was very hard. They were actually a very very good rugby team, but they really um, could—they could really let you know they were there if you know what I mean.
0: Nonsense. I remember when I was working uh, for the council when I was doing my degree, my sports up in uh, what is now Cardiff Met, and it sort of overlapped. So you know, you kept doing your summer job until the end of September. You went back to school, so uh, back to college. So for that first three, four weeks of the season, I, I was working, you know, and I remember up in a leisure centre called Edie, uh, called Eastern Leisure Centre in Cardiff. I was up there. And Di Bish was player coach at the time. It might have been of the Yelts. I can't remember. But I just remember I, I'm sort of cleaning the, the changing rooms up at this leisure centre changing room. And there was this blasting. He'd, he'd have the music blasting out of these big boom boxes right before the game. Uh, a very, very foul mouth rant of a, pre, a pre-match... Pre matched pep talk <laughs> and then wraps and wraps of of some sort of vitamin powder, they were all taking. Right,
1: <laughs> was it ultimate orange?
0: No, <laughs> oh, I don't know what it was.
1: Right, <laughs> well,
0: they would last about three minutes, but they'd, they'd, they'd be fighting like on the first kickoff. It was amazing to watch, <laughs> <laughs> it's just brilliant to watch.
1: Wasn't the isn't the old Ilts clubhouse right in the middle of Splot or something? If I remember,
0: it's on Clifton Street, I think, yeah, in the middle of Splot, yeah. yeah. Die Bishop you know, got obviously one cap for Wales, famously. The only, the only Welsh sportsman that I know of is a five-sport five international. How's that? Oh. I was that? Played oh. rugby league for Wales. He played rugby uni for Wales. He boxed for Wales. He, he played baseball for Wales. I think he swam for Wales. Crown
1: green balls. <laughs> he had
0: darts. Say that to his face. He'd rip rip his off.
1: <laughs> Have we got any left on that? Or there's always next year.
0: Uh,
2: did,
1: I, did I mention Sheffield Oaks? No, we haven't done Sheffield Oaks in, yet. Yorkshire
2: Division 4 South East. Uh, again, I think like we talked about them last year. Um, and they've had another brilliant season, if we did, because they've played 14, lost 14, two bonus points. Uh, and they finished Yeah, they, they they finished on two points, which means they fulfilled all the fixtures. They, they turned up every week, and they just had a proper year of absolute futility.
1: I looked at their table. There's a team in their table called Stanley Rodillion's. I've never heard that as a suffix before. Oh, Rodillians. Heard. Yeah. So, what's, I mean, what Rodillians is, that? is usually that you're of, so what is it? Are you of the Rodill? Rodillians? No, I, don't. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Anyway, last one, I think I've not missed this one yet. Tenby United.
0: Come on, Tenby. Oh, yeah. In
1: Wales, National 1 West, played 22, only won one game, an average losing of 32 13. Now, is there, is there
0: Tenby and Tenby United?
1: I don't know. That, I, I want to look I'm at Tenby sure. United here, but I'm never Having quite trust rugby checks. teams that are called United.
0: There's
1: something no,
0: it? Because Tenby's clubhouse is right in the middle of Tenby, which is a beautiful town, mm. and, the, and, the, and the pitch is just, just a couple of miles, a mile or two outside. But um, it's a cracking clubhouse, though, on Frog
2: wonder, Street in
1: Tenby. I
0: wonder, I wonder if there
2: thing. was once several Tenby rugby clubs and they united and became Tenby United RFC.
1: Like Ooh. the rugby, like the football team here in Flint, where Flint Town and Flint United united to become <laughs> Flint Town United. <laughs> Lovely,
0: brilliant stuff. Say
1: what you see. Catchphrase with Roy Walker, yeah. Right, that yeah. brings us to the end of the always Again, we made the point. We yes. salute every single one of you. who have turned up every Absolutely. week in the pissing rain to well, get 100%. a hiding and kept going. Yeah. You're what Amazing. the game is all about.
0: And you know what, mate? At the end. At the, you, you won't care in 20 years time you'll sit, you be sitting with your mates having a beer talking about it thinking about the yeah. fights and the games and the losses and the wins the occasional wins it, it, and when you win if, you, if you're in a season where you win one game fucking hell that'd be a good night out that yeah. one win
1: as, um, as Roger Angel says about baseball there's more Met than Yankee in all of us because <laughs> most people don't <laughs> yes. win do they um, no if sport's all about winning why do thousands and thousands of people play every week and not win
0: exactly mate exactly
1: Anyway, on that note, let's move on to the shit good ratings, shall far we? Far
0: too profound
1: Tell us, you what, so yes. That's Roger Angel for you. Um, <laughs> the shit good ratings. Before we start, me and Englishman's been in touch. He said, I know we like to be divisive with these, but this is not shit good. Merely bang average. Hashtag bang average. What? Bath okay. Rugby played 22, won 10, drawn 2, lost 10, points 4, 481, points against 480. Try bonus <laughs> points, 6, losing bonus points, 6. Finished sixth.
0: Magic. He said, "Has I there mean, ever
1: been a more average well, team, than team that?
0: season? That is remarkable. That's superb, isn't it?
1: That is absolutely superb. However, it's hashtag shit because they should do better than that. So, on yeah, they've six, got it.
2: a much too good a squad to be Speaking finishing at average." Mike.
1: Yes. When you've been on before, you've alluded to your quote-unquote Mike Cat story. <laughs> and people oh, have been right, in touch I to say, "Can that, we right? still? We still waiting for the Mike Cat story? Is it broadcast?" Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's broadcast so, yeah. So I was uh, I was teaching in Bath, P teaching in Bath, and I coached in Old Colpahasians, who was the local team I played for, and we had a youth team there. We started under 11s with a youth section. So I, one of the coaches there was an ex-army lad, uh, just a dad who wanted to help out, you know, he was good as cold. I, I taught his son, so he used to come help me out on a Sunday with the team. And he was telling me the one Sunday that he, he worked on the doors in, in Bath to make a bit of extra money um like i said did his time in the army whatever i said <laughs> and he told me that the night before the one Sunday, that the night before he'd been in town on one of the doors I think all bar one in the in oh, yeah. middle of bath there i know it well he said uh, my cat rocks up with with a couple of women and a couple of blokes in tow big queue outside all bar one and my cat comes just struts the front in my cat style and tries to just walk in at which point I won't tell you his name. Just steps across, puts his hand out, and says, "Sorry, pal. There's there's a queue. You know, need you to get the back of the queue." He says, uh, "He says, do you know who I am?" Oh, he says, no. He, he said, "Yeah, my cat gets the back of the
1: fucking queue." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I love that. <laughs> uh,
1: right. But, so, uh, are we doing shit
2: lovely, or good first? George? Lovely. Uh, should we do shit first? Nice to finish on a. A nice note to
1: not Well that? you
2: say that, yeah, but He on. says, Yeah. Uh okay, so shit. Um I'm gonna say shit is whoever's doing the signing strategy for the Cardiff Blues this season. Mm-hmm. Because they've just today they've signed um Will Boyd, who's a very good player, let go by the Scarlets for reasons that don't make any sense whatsoever. But they signed another open side flanker when they've got Ellis Jenkins, Josh Navidi and Ollie, Ollie Robinson, all of whom are either full internationals or debatably international standard. Yeah. Um, not that to the mention reason, though? Got... is
1: it—is it an international window cover thing?
2: Well, believe even then they've got—they still got Ollie. They've got Ollie Robinson who doesn't play international rugby. They just signed James Botham, Ian Botham's grandson, who's who's they rated quite highly. Um, it's not so much the signing of him, like I get it, but like they've got massive holes in that squad. They've only got like. The only loose heads they've got are the the aging ghost of Rhys Gill, Corey Domachowski, who literally is a child, uh, and some <laughs> some Welsh Premiership level props that they found down the back of the sofa, and and then it's even worse at lock because they've got Seb Davis, who's very good, but then they've got Macaulay Cook and James Down, who absolutely shouldn't even count as players, and I just <laughs> like and. I, like they've literally they've got, got Josh
1: Turnbull playing locker, who your mate Hugh they, described yeah. very aptly as a bag of organs
2: <laughs> well he's probably the slowest professional athlete I've ever seen and like deceptively like slow plus,
0: yeah <laughs> that is true you get better catch him off and he hasn't arrived yet
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of an inverted sidestep okay
2: but, like, get Blues fans, get ready for another season exactly like the one you've just had because they've played really good rugby at times, the Blues this season, but ultimately they always get found out by the fact that their type five is shit. And they've signed two international wingers and a good open side now. And I think, I think, absolutely Peter, nothing I, think Peter,
0: I think Peter Thomas liked that style of rugby where, you know, that sort of Cardiff style of rugby. And, and, and even though he wasn't. Officially pulling the strings down there, but it it was it was his purse that was open. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, you just got to grind them out sometimes.
2: Yeah, I think you need a And They they've got a real, they've got loads of tight ends, and they've got loads of great back rowers,
1: and it's like just there's in between. There are a number of signing models you can copy for success. I don't think going down the (laughs) let's do what Leicester Tigers have done for the last two years (laughs) is the right way to go, is it? Really, it's gone so
2: well for them. And you know, you look at something like Sam Wainwright signing for Saracens today, like. It shows how broke, like you, you know, he was played for RGC and the under twenties, absolute beast of a lad at twenty one, and you know, the Ospreys and the Dragons could absolutely do with another tight end, and he's gone to Sarries, and he's not, he's not like Rhys Carré, you know, he's a relatively unheralded. He's playing in the Prem last season, he wouldn't have cost a lot of money, and yet he's going off to Sarries. Can
0: they can they, match, money, but can they afford a match? He's turned not a lot of money because they afford a match. No, Sarries reference.
2: It shows how broken the Welsh development system is really that like, yeah. we can't afford to keep a player that peripheral. you know, A 21-year-old kid who's playing for RGC in the Premiership last season. But it's season, also
0: and... so broken because not, it's not just that, but then he can't go you know, an hour and a half, two-hour drive away to make a living and still play for his country, which is really can't yeah. be noticed off the spot in your face. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, what else have we got on this shit here? Sean Flynn gets in touch on Twitter. He says, "Shit, I know it's been covered before, but the PA music guy at Liberty Stadium at the weekend can just fuck off.
2: Just PA music guys."
0: Oh, I got to... got a, stop. Go on. I've got a good thing t- I've got to tell you. This didn't I? <laughs> what, Carry okay. on. You know how much I hate. Uh, it's going to be my shit in a minute. But um, <laughs> I got asked to go down and cover the the Japan Wales under 19 uh, mm. game at the stadium, and on the back of that, got invited to do the the Varsity match at the Welsh varsity match at the Millennium yeah. City, sorry, the Principality Stadium. It was so nice to refuse to do any of that stuff. He's like, can you just say, no, can I make some noise? I, said, I, won't, I won't be saying that. <laughs> no, just like a couple of whoops. Guess how I'll be doing it. There's been a bit of whooping going on. I'll, I'll mention the tri-scorers. I'll mention who's playing. You know. I'll mention the score. and That's all I get getting. To be honest, I,
2: I have whole... been be to the varsity match a couple of times when I was a student in Cardiff. they don't need you to tell them to make some noise, there. No. Fucking eighteen points deep. They shit. they're absolutely fine.
0: Great days. Uh,
1: shit. I give my, Go on, I give
0: you my shit. Go my shit. It's linked to that. It, it was the the trial. They did it apparently in the Hong Kong Sevens. They trialled at the um at the what do you call it? the what's the big weekend called? I should know this so well. Oh, Judgment Day! Judgment. I know exactly what you're going to say. We got very excited about fucking this. Fucking up. You're going to talk about the posts, aren't you? <laughs> Do you know what? I'll tell you why. This is why it's shit. Not only is it very, very razzmatazz, which is not rugby for me, but also, the lights sort of stopped halfway up the posts. We got very annoyed about
2: that. It's like, did could you not have paid for like another eight foot of like...
0: You know, rope you, know you put your, your LEDs out in the garden, the solar powered <laughs> LEDs, and they're like two metres <laughs> short of the door. It looks crap, right? <laughs> Just make it a bit longer. It
2: was also the fact that because despite them making out that it was some sort of exciting technology, it was actually just a man pressing a button.
0: Yeah, it was MDs like a. a, a
2: no, there was an audible five or six, like, there was a, a five or six second delay between man pressing button and the lights coming on, by which time you see... everyone knew anything. Anyway. Light
1: up a load of uh, home bargain surplus from Christmas LEDs, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's not about the research money that you spent like, developing this technology. They keep you the, developing the technology in the, in the paper year, right? I thought, <laughs> mate, you, you, fair play to you. You've, you rope lights you've got more fly. than 40 quid for that. You've done well for yourself. <laughs>
2: It's yes. not exactly fucking Hawkeye, is it? No.
1: To offer some balance, though, I did like when I was sat at the other end of the ground, knowing knowing that it had gone through. up Too much the crowd let you know anyway, don't they?
2: Yeah, and the linesman. who and was the two their flags up in the air. Exactly, uh, yeah. The two blokes with the flags there. It's, it's particularly
1: funny when it, the, the bloke on the button is quite obviously just waiting to see the linesman's flag before he presses Yeah, yeah, which is very button. obvious. Plus, the wait first... for the first controversy when he presses the wrong button because he's not paying attention and but everyone goes shit.
0: The first game it
1: didn't work, did it? The first uh, yeah, half of the start, first game it didn't work.
2: Half time in the Dragons game, which Super. both confused and
1: delighted us. It was like, we that we that talked helped? about it on the way there, and then obviously forgot because it wasn't happening. Then in the second half, we were like, "Oh, oh, the lights are on. Oh, I forgot about that. It was all <laughs> it was pathetic." <laughs> <laughs> but imagine um, that's your job. You go to work for a broadcaster or the WIU or something. Yeah. What, what are you going to get me to do? I get you're to on the play plans, a liaison? Do I get through some interviews? No, mate. You're on, you're pressing the fucking buttons. Just sit there and shut up. (laughs)
2: Um, Yes, shit is people whinging that the Ospreys only managed to sell eh? 9,000 tickets for that Champions Cup playoff game thing. It's like, honestly, like I get it, it's like 5,000 less than the same fixture in December, but like... It's worth remembering that, thanks to the joint stupidity of the Champions and the Pro 14, they had seven days to sell that game. Like on a Saturday night know, at eight
1: o'clock. On a Saturday
2: night at eight o'clock, you know, I, I mean, all three of us here probably know what we're doing a week Saturday. Like it's expect 20,000 people or something to turn up at, to be at a loose end with seven days' notice, so they're going to fork out jokes. 25 quid to go and watch. Mike's Broadway.
1: dying at another corporate next Saturday, aren't you, mate? Because you don't have any <laughs> dirty jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <so> dirty jokes. <laughs> I did
0: a corporate like, the next. I did a corporate the day after, right, in the, in the Mercury Holland house in, in Cardiff, right? Yeah, a few of your mates of mine. Um, I just I started like an hour late, right? But I thought, you know, so that's okay, We're just down the road. I get on, I thought I had to buy a dinner jacket for this. I haven't got a dinner jacket, I bought a dinner jacket <laughs> turn up at this gig I'm sat an hour late, I literally I'm not even through my first sentence, right some bloke just goes to me you're fucking shit mate <laughs> <laughs> I said, who said that? You, you're fucking shit mate and there was this little twat, right and I, I, I went, I, I started on professional comic mode I said, stand up you little prick and to him, right <laughs> And then I thought this might be a client. This might be some. This might be somebody that I shouldn't be calling a little prick to. Right, so I ignored him. But then apparently his boss. I told the boys afterwards. His boss was incensed that he'd embarrassed the company. Followed him up to the bar when he went for a piss, had him by the throat against the bar, and then secu- <laughs> security kicked his boss out. So he's in double shit now.
1: <laughs> Look at what you've made me do, you little fucker.
0: <laughs> oh, superb.
1: Uh, what else have we got to the shit here? Uh, I am inevitable gets in touch It says shit is Ben Whitehouse. Proof that nepotism doesn't have a place in rugby. Mm. The child, ben, the child's drawing of Nigel, Ben Whitehouse.
2: <laughs> it's not it's, going it's not turning out as we'd hoped it would with him, is it? No, Mike.
1: if it go I think I can distinctly remember about th- probably two th- seasons ago on this podcast, it looks very promising mm. and maybe three yeah. seasons ago, promising young referee.
2: Yeah. No. He's fallen into the
1: sound of his own voice problem. Absolutely, yes. Oh. He is
2: pound shop Nige, and not in a good way.
0: I don't. Right. I'm not going to talk about it again, but what, why. I don't. I think that. I think it slows the game down talking to players all the time. Because I think when I played back row, if I thought, if I put my hand in there now, I'm going to get pinged, right? And you might, you might risk it. And if, you, if you get pinged, you get a penalty, right? Now, you can push and push and push and push. Because you know the referee's going to say, to you seven? Get your hands off. Right? So I think it's actually, it, it, makes, it makes more foul play where the referees don't just referee.
1: Sam Warburton was a genius at that. He knew exactly yeah. How, yeah. How, how many times over how long he could do that and yeah. not get penalised. That's what exactly. made him so great in the modern environment. Yeah. yeah. If it was when the old days, he just would have managing been refs Clive Norling would have yeah. just pinned him, pinged him. <laughs> Derek Bevan would have had the, the Derek Bevan power squat on looking directly <laughs> into the heart of the rock. <laughs> and then I've seen your dad there.
0: Roger Quinton, Roger to I had those sprayed-on micro used to wear. Remember it? <laughs> There's a little meat and two veg
1: down there, old Roger. Eh? Clive Nolan was massive. How did he How did he run around? W-
0: with a fucking perm at one point. Yeah, perm. What a, what massive. a man. What a man. Mustache, perm, and fat. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you don't get enough stickers to ref
2: anyway. <laughs> The thing that was great about him was that, like, despite it being in an era of rugby where shirts were loose and flowing, he got still wore a shirt that was, like, three or four two sizes, too, sizes too small to him.
0: He could have had, like, a Margaret Thatcher badge on to complete the attack yeah. so mid-80s.
1: <laughs> I miss the days where refs used to wear their international colours. Remember those days? Me too, actually. Before they got I, ref kits. Before they got Sorry, ref, ref kits. Derek well, Beverley being we're... all in a Wales kit refereeing a, referring a Wales an England versus Scotland game or something.
0: Quinton will have, his, to have his, his white collar up on his white England shirt and his very short white England shorts are lovely.
1: Right, and oh. moving on, Linda Mason gets in touch. She said, Shit, it's Pro 14 getting seven places in the Champions Cup. Now, the Scarlets and the Osprey deserved a place. Much better teams missing out in the Premiership. So, I'll leave this one to you, Josh.
2: Profoundly disagree. <laughs> you well, are you going to say that Bath deserved it? The most average team on the fucking planet. We've just planet, established the most average team on the
1: planet. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, and you look at the... You, you've got teams in the Premiership in the Champions Cup, actually, who've lost pretty much half the games, just shy of half the games. Also, yeah. you've got to remember the Pro
2: 14. It's Saints, cross, it's cross, Saints have won 11, lost 11. It's cross, and they're in the top four.
1: And it's across four rugby nations who are eligible for the, for the Champions yeah. Cup.
2: So the yeah. Quinn's lost, lost more games than they won and they're in the Champions Cup next season. So suck so it up.
0: On. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Jesus, anyway. that, that is right, isn't it? Lost 12 yeah. in the Champions Cup. Yeah, sorry, Linda. Yeah. You're a lovely friend yeah. of the pod, but we're not, we're not, we're not agreeing on that one. <laughs> I hope we're
2: not having that one, sorry.
1: Sean Troy gets in touch. He says, shit, is South African referees. There are statistics out now which show that South African referees in South Africa penalising away teams 30% more than you statistically expect.
2: I mean, that's what used to just be called playing away. No,
1: that's exactly. what used to be called playing in France. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Or playing against France with Alain Roland refereeing. <laughs> the, non, the non-Frenchman.
1: I love that Alain Roland was probably perfectly trustworthy, but the fact they had a French father rendered him completely untrustworthy in the oh, eyes, you know of, in the eyes yeah. of British people.
0: I, my favourite—I I never blow my own trumpet. I've just told you about dying on my ass in two gigs, right? But my favourite joke was when, uh, just around the time of that—that that loss in the semi-final of World Cup, and I, I did a gig. That two, like two nights after, I said people are saying that it was um, referees' fault. I said we played France, and you know the referee was neutral. It's not his fault. Uh, uh, Irish fella called um, Alan roller I said, who's got a French dad, speaks French, lives in France, got a French wife, and, and as referee France on eight, eight previous occasions, eight times France have won. I said, but you know. As they say in Dublin, "c'est la vie." Right? Other...
1: There's something about yeah, the French that bring out the worst—the worst aspects of British people. My uncle, who's a who's a dead right-on sort of semi-communist lecturer, and he's all woke and stuff, he went to France and he was sat in a in a cab and was talking English to the a cabbie, and the cabbie said, "Why you not speak French or something?" And now Keith immediately just went, "Hey, pal." Next time a panzer division rolls over your bloody border, (laughs) maybe you can phone somebody who speaks the same language as you then. So he immediately became the worst kind of British person in the face of the... Amazing.
0: Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. What else
1: have we got here? Shit is... Bath Bites gets in touch. He said, shit, is Craig Maxwell-Keys referring to the TMO more times than is necessary. Yeah, um... It's a blight. That's when we were at Judgment Day going back to Ben Whitehouse. But I think, how many oh, times did Ben sorry, Whitehouse yeah, go yeah. to the TMO? It that's was all ridiculous. The time.
0: All the time. Oh, that's another rugby league thing that's coming now. It's it was really top, interesting, actually. Automatic in league, they just go to that all the time. It's happening in union now. It's ridiculous with tries. It's interesting that, like, what was it, the Glasgow Ulster game
2: where we had, you know, 50 points, you know, 70 total points scored and not one single reference to the ZMO in the entire game. And it was such a breath of fresh air. And it's sad that that's the case. And I get it, they've got to get it right, etc., cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. But fucking hell, it takes too Where long did, to do it too when much. Did
0: the man, when did the mantra that you know the best referees, you, you didn't know they were refereeing, when, when, did, that, when did that stop? You, I,
2: think when, I think it was when Nigel Lewin started, wasn't it? <laughs> the
1: best referee is the one who comes up with all the quotable lines.
2: <laughs> yeah true <laughs> yeah but no it's it's definitely a case that you know somebody like Wayne Barnes is good because he doesn't get too involved a lot of the time but yeah it's
0: too like, much I did like Nigel's one about the one when he said uh, did you say I'm straight on that last line out yeah he did oh, That was, that was a
2: like good. a classic Nigel quip you've got to get and was that great it's...
1: when that first that new front row came <clears> on and he kept having to ping him in the scrub and he said is this why you lot don't start games then <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was a crack which night. is completely disrespectful in many ways but is yeah. hilarious to be fair
0: Or he brought all 30 players and said right I don't, I'm not going to make a big deal about it <laughs> you just brought everyone in right? <laughs> while just the just wingers are
1: running in from 55 <laughs> metres away yeah <laughs> <laughs> final shit uh, here yeah. that I've got is Idris gets in touch on Twitter and he says shit is Wayne Pivak continuing to leave out Patchell and Steph Evans well, you
2: say that, but I don't think either of them have played well enough to play. So
1: I think uh, Patchell maybe he made a difference when he came on in the judgment yeah. game, but uh Steph do, Evans is, rate, is well off I the
0: do, ball. I do rate Rhys Patchell.
2: Yeah, I think he's a he should you know he was arguably the best ten in Wales last season, but he's gone off the boil horribly this year. I'm looking forward do to, to being
1: you? a national coach, though, lads. Yeah. Yeah,
2: well, actually, to <laughs> you know, my final shit is like, there's a few Scarlets fans that I saw on on the socials today celebrating that Wayne Pivak's leaving the Scarlets. And like, I know fucking sports fans are dreadful, but like, and the and Scarlets have had a bad season by their standards. But like, last year he got you to a European semi final and a Pro Fourteen final, and the year Nobody. before you, yeah, and the year before you won the fucking league. It's like short memories of some people, man. It boils my <laughs> yeah. fucking piss. But like, <laughs> like just have a bit of... He's, yeah, okay, he's had a bad year. He's done the classic thing of saying he's leaving too soon and then the players basically stop playing for him. But yeah, have a bit well, of gratitude. That's the way grind.
1: negotiations work now, isn't it? But obviously yeah. advised to get out in front of it and make an announcement and then it's over until the speculation. Yeah. Is. It's easier to... It's easier to deal with that than deal with the constant every week. Are you interested in the job? Do you want the job? Have you been spoken to about the job? Yeah, yeah. That just goes on mm. and on and on and on. Otherwise, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it's tedious. Well, the shit for me, the last shit, my shit is going to be um, is linked to that Pivak thing. It's not Pivak's fault. It's just a tardy way. Unless unless I've missed something, that that uh, Sean Edwards has been dealt with. I just don't. it pisses me off. So I don't know what he's going to do next year. I, you know, is it confirmed? He's gonna...
1: I think has it has it been confirmed now? I've not. seen no, but no,
2: but it, it seems almost certain that, like,
1: I think he, he's done some shit housing of his own here, actually.
2: That's the thing, I, I like Sean a well, lot. well. I think, it, well, I think I, he's
1: treated his hometown rugby league club very well.
2: No, he absolutely you know,
1: he
0: has. What's the inside track of that? Because I, I heard that he was sort of verbally offered the contract, but then he waited for the, for the paperwork and it never arrived. But maybe that was
1: well, he did, yeah, that probably is true. And there's something about you can look at Wigan and say, How could you have been so stupid? But I think actually, he'd. He he he'd done a press conference. He'd announced it publicly. He'd held the shirt. Surely he he'd could have picked the phone the up hands. and gone, "Look, lads, I still not have the contract, but I really want yeah. to do the job." And I think that what became clear is the longer it went on, the more he realised he could use it as leverage to get where he wanted to go. And he, so, and yeah. I think for me, it was always he's always been so straight or perceived to be so straight. Sean Edwards doing that, and I don't like Wigan. I think it's funny that Wigan are really bad this season, but. Um, but, and I've said this before, I, I I think I'll say it again, I expected more of him. However, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think know. he's covered
2: himself in glory with it, particularly the way that he's, you know, was basically lifting his, his skirt to England, to Wasps, to, and to Wales, to France, to basically any Northern Hemisphere team that he felt like, and publicly doing it in interviews as well, was a bit like, it didn't make him look brilliant when he was, you know,
1: I'm sure Wales must, have w- must, Wales must have made him an offer.
2: They did. They made him an offer for... Well, they said he, the
0: the last thing I heard was that he, he was going to come in to work with the defence coach. So he was going to be sort of more you know, strategy and then he going you know, to have a technique. So they, they were, it was a bit of a fudge. They are going to have two defence coaches with Pivac. Pivac's man yeah. and, and Sean Edberg.
1: Byron so. Hayward in it.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, Byron Hayward. Basically what the, the problem was that all of the Wales coaches, including Wales PIVAC, have a four-year contract with a two-year mutual break clause. So either can walk away after two years. Either either side, can be, they can basically be fucked off after two years if it's not going well, or they could leave if it's not going well. Ed, Sean wanted four years guaranteed, okay. and he didn't want the break clause. And so... I get it he's been you know with wales for 11 years he's entitled to think that he's worth more than the others but at the same time the wiu are entitled to go fucking hell, we can't give you a more impressive contract you can not get now. a better deal the head coach can you yeah so i think it's yeah it's it's all been a bit unfortunate and i think it's a shame that he's going from wales because he's was so important for everything that's been good about wales in the last few years but maybe it'll be a good thing maybe it will you know move Wales away from the slightly defensive slightly negative style of rugby that they've played under Gatland and maybe there would be too much similarity and too much hangover that way I don't know but it's a shame and I don't think anybody's really come out of it particularly well to be honest
1: Reminds me of when they wouldn't that Terry Yorath left because after 1994 because Wales wouldn't agree to his demands of an extra 30 quid a week <laughs> Yeah Now that's some yeah. mismanagement of contracts this isn't so <laughs> much really now that is. really was Right, we need to do good because it's been going on for ages. Fucking hell, oh, yeah. Good for me was Owen Watkin.
2: Yes, me too. Actually.
1: spectacular in that Ospreys game in the 12th shoot.
2: To be honest with you, it's been suggested in some quarters that like, he's, he's never really lived up to what he looks like for the Ospreys in a Wales shirt. And that's probably like he's been solid but unspectacular for Wales, I think, so far. But yeah, a performance as good as that in a game as big as that, you'd hope that... You know, he made Hardy, Hardy Parks look shite. To be honest, the carries, the tackles, the good decisions with ball in hand, he was brilliant.
1: Uh, any more good? Uh,
2: Kyle Stein, Glasgow winger, uh, the latest kilted sapper in the SIU's... Uh, Ian McGill growing said table. that as
1: well. Kyle Stein's rise from Gricas, Gricas captain to Scotland Sevens players, a start Glasgow centre in less than a year, ahead of Grig and Hugh Jones. A very interesting character as well. His dad was Mandela's bodyguard. Ooh, yeah,
2: right. and he. He looks like, you know, given the Summer Scotland's other inverted commas, big wingers, are either knocking it on the head or are close to knocking it on the head. Like, they sort of need somebody to go with the shifty fuckers on the other side, and yeah, he could, he could be a, a good option at 13 or on the wing.
1: What else have we got that's good here? Reese not gets in touch, and I think it's classified as good, he says, although it was mostly hilarious. Toulon versus Claremont. There were five tries, five yellow cards, one red card, 30 penalties, five free kicks, and 48 missed tackles in total. Superb. Apparently, players were trying to get suspended before the playoffs started. Interesting stuff. What else have we got that's good here? Peter Elder gets in touch. He said, good was the Glasgow Warriors' performance on Friday night. Perfect mix of grunt and verve. Shit! Was Leo Cullen attempted to stoke up religious rivalries ahead of the final versus Glasgow? Oh fuck you! Hell,
2: what was that about? Ridiculous! I think stuff. he was trying to I'm... make
1: a joke, and it was very, 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 very ill-advised.
0: Yeah, it's do, do, do you know? Do they, does he know nothing of the history of that area to make a joke <laughs> no, it's about? Like, yeah, let's let's bring
2: sectarianism into rugby. Uh, you know, isn't this it? problem? Let's, let's
0: go and play in the Jerusalem Sevens and take a piss of <laughs> Islam and Judaism for a
2: Unbelievable! Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, come and support the locals. They're all dirty Protestants, you know. Yeah.
1: For God's sake. Bruce McConachie said the same thing. Shit was Leo Cullen for fanning the flames of sectarianism or for a bit of mind games. It really doesn't help. He said no, about good. He's so stupid. He said good was Glasgow's response. Who posted on Twitter, "Glasgow, we need you. We're proud to represent the whole of Glasgow and the West of Scotland, and we need your support at Celtic Park. So come on down and watch the game. Well done, yeah. lads. Yeah, fucking. I'll Hugo, tell you what else was good go on, actually.
2: Go that that Denny Solomona try for sale. Oh, very, very good. Out fucking rageously good. Why on sale played like that all season? And also, remember Denny Solomona? Yes. Yeah.
1: Hugo Gordon gets in touch. He said good was Joss Van der Fleer coming back from injury and playing yes. like a man possessed. Yeah, that was quite spectacular. Shows you why they to don't need Sean him. O'Brien anymore, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, he was supposed to be out for like until he was Start of the World Cup, so he's made a bit of a Lazarus like recovery there as yeah. well. Sean
1: Kerwin said Josh Vanderveer doing a Wolverine and returning to play <laughs> after medics initially thought he'd be out for the rest of the season. Excellent yeah. stuff. Colin McBride said good was Ulster's season, however, shit was their last performance of the season. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I got a quick, you want to mention it, but old Mickey Steele Bodger. Tim yes. had the Mickey Steel Bodger. Yeah. that's a good from me. Yes, but a who, yeah, proper rugby. Crossing over to the
1: side. Yeah. Felix, get, Felix Tasker gets in touch. Borderline clubhouse name, that Felix. Respect. That is. He said, uh, good was the final round of the premiership with people throwing caution to the wind, etc. Yeah, as we covered. It's great when nothing rides on anything, is it? Apart from a bit of the mm. Champions League stuff. Champions <laughs> Cup stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Stuart Geddes was said was good as what you mentioned before, Josh, watching the whole Glasgow Ulster game without the TMO being referred to at any point. It was like a... Lovely. Lovely. And finally, Charlie Thomas said, "Good is Dan Evans with the ball in his hands picks lines and goes through gaps he's a really, really good yeah. player yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. In, yeah. Another, in another time he'd have quite a number of international caps i think
2: yeah it's like the question is whether he's you know he's got the physical tools to play, but he's at, like a test level because you know, he's, pit- he's not the quickest but
0: consideration you can't take the physical battering they you know, skillful, fast, quick players with, with good brains. Mightn't be able to physically handle. He's also handle
1: got it. Um, Halfpenny and Liam Williams ahead of him. Yeah, yeah he so.
2: should definitely have more than like what two caps, whatever he's yeah. got now. I love he's Williams. such a classy player.
1: Liam yeah. Williams is 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 is, is glorious. He Council that, estate uh, tackle, strength forever.
0: That tackle yeah. turnover against was it Leinster when he? Yeah
1: yeah, 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 yeah. In the final, yeah, it was glorious. That's yeah. that's just. That's the
0: best. Uh, oh my god, that was amazing. That was
1: amazing. anybody it's got anything else? Because well. we've been going on for yonks. Yeah, but, no, that's, that's well done, well.
2: I know. That's not something we can. Well done, <laughs> Thank Any you all.
1: This is, all... See, this is what happens when you fill it up with Jane Austen and stories about working in a <laughs> factory instead of talking about rugby. You see. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's unique, mate. makes you yeah, unique. I There'll be a Patreon special mate. next
1: week when um, Mike comes on and tells us a load of dirty jokes. So you can look <laughs> for <all laughs> to... jokes. <laughs> dirty jokes. Thank you, everybody. We'll speak to you all soon. Take care. Goodbye.
2: Yeah. Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure, stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing.
1: Whether it's cancelled plans,
0: (laughs) get in the kitchen and calm down,
1: or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfella's Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect
2: that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfella's Minis. Embrace the unexpected. Sports Social Podcast Network.